Sing it out. This is our destiny. The battle's already won. Hello and welcome to the Home Bible Study Podcast. Welcome back. If you have been studying with us in the um, letter to the Hebrews, then uh, welcome back. Uh, For anyone who is new, we are currently studying in Hebrews chapter 12. I've really enjoyed this study. I hope that if you find something in this study, you will uh, also go back and uh, listen to some other studies in hopes to uh, also find uh, treasures from the word. So um, we have made it to Hebrews chapter 12 and we are in verse four. Uh, And I'm going to go ahead and read that verse. It's a very short verse, but it's packed full of uh, powerful information and instruction for us. So verse four of Hebrews, reading from the King James Version. Ye have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Very simple and to the point. And we're going to find that the author here has um, moved into a phase of being very direct and getting things down to the nitty gritty um, so that there's no wiggle room for us. We, we have to face these truths and... Uh, look at ourselves and our lives to see where we are and how we measure up to this instruction because it's important for us in our maturation to constantly do that. We have to examine ourselves and see where we are, see where the gaps are in our um, growth, in our knowledge, and look to the Lord Jesus to feel those and to lead us in that direction. So the last lesson uh, we had was in verse three. Uh, We were exhorted to consider Jesus. A very important um, thing to do, very important lesson there. Um, In the world that we live in where it's very anti-Jesus, we were subtly and openly, uh, in this world where we're subtly and openly encouraged to consider physical things, uh, to consider ourselves uh, and our own ends, uh, we have to be told to consider Jesus. The fact that this verse exists speaks volumes to our condition, uh, the condition that uh, has placed us in a need to be saved, uh, to need the grace uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ and the sin that so easily besets us that we were introduced to. So now we're moving into instructions into how to overcome this sin that so easily besets us. And so we're being presented with the the keys to the victory over sin. And I want to review uh, just uh, some of the things that we've been shown so far. Uh, One, we've been told to remember the faithfulness of God in the lives of those who live before us, uh, this great cloud of witnesses. So we're to be encouraged by what God has accomplished in people just like us in the past. Uh, two, we're to look to the source of grace and blessing, Jesus Christ, our Savior, our great high priest, and his high priestly ministry on our behalf. That's another key to our success. Uh, three, we're to consider him who endured more than all of us put together. 
such contradiction against himself, the word says. So these are some very integral things that will help us in our growth and development as we live our lives to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And now we come to the next important principle of success in this life uh, as a Christian. And that is to resist and to strive. Two very important things that are a part of the Christian life. Um, this is what you call the work of the Christian life. If you consider Jesus, um, if, it, if to consider Jesus is the mindset, then to resist and strive are the elements of the Christian work. Verse 4, ye have not yet resisted unto blood. So here the writer gets directly to the point, as I mentioned, and it's indicative of the remainder of this chapter. The gloves are off and the word of God addresses us as maturely and directly as possible. Whatever your personal spiritual journey is to this point, whatever you've lost in life, uh, that may be a result of your stand for the Lord Jesus as a believer, it's really put into perspective here. Ye have not resisted unto blood. We live in a world where people are so offended by being asked to leave a chat group or a party that it gets posted on social media. Um, in the early church, it was illegal to worship Jesus, uh, particularly these Hebrews, when the because the early church, the first assembly of the church age, they were all Hebrews, and it was very much illegal, um, and it grew progressively more uh, hostile to be um, a Christian, and they faced physical harm and even death just for being obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, they were just people. Uh, they were no different than we are. Uh, some countries today are very hostile towards believers. Many, in fact. Uh, that seems to be uh, a growing trend. Hostility towards Christians can be displayed in the workplace as a threat to your livelihood or at school as you being seen seen as strange because you don't rush into the sin and party with the so-called cool group. Uh, these are all forms of real hostility uh, and animosity towards believers. Um, to resist is to be opposed openly to sin. That's what resisting is. That's what we're called to do, to have an open opposition to sin. Now, to us, that seems like, well, of course we would be opposed to sin. But to the world, you're going to be going against the very tide that is uh, considered the norm. Taking this kind of stand will not make you popular with the world. We know that. If you resist the sin that you know they revel in, you will ultimately be hated. That's kind of the path that that leads to. Uh, your very presence will condemn those who don't resist and shines a light upon the darkness of sin. And this is what causes 
the animosity is that light. Jesus said, I am the light. And when we take a stand and when we um, are walking in faith with our eyes on him, we we shine that light. We become that same kind of light. And it's a blessing to for us and the world. Well, they, they see it in a different way. They don't like that light. Uh, yet we are instructed, be ye holy, for I am holy. God is holy. And that very holiness is what it makes our lives to be a blessing. That holiness is what um, illuminates all the other attributes of God. And makes all of his attributes to be so wonderful. Um, that holiness. Um, and when we, we're instructed to walk in the light as he is in the light. And that light is his holiness, his righteousness, his purity. The expectation of our beloved Savior is that we resist. Uh, that we resist sin, particularly, and those who promote it. Our resistance is in not practicing the sin, okay? That's a form of resistance. And to give a testimony of why we're opposed to sin, that's also a part of the resistance. It's really important for us to, yes, we're not to practice sin, of course, but it's important for us when we have an opportunity, when the Lord leads us and guides us to do so, that we give a reason, a testimony for our faith. And the easiest testimony we can give is what God has accomplished in us. And he's accomplished in us through faith and grace, salvation. Well, what have we been saved from? The guilt and penalty of sin. So here's where we need to be looking to the Lord Jesus to lead us because it's not easy to go out and witness um, to others. It's a challenge because we it requires faith and we have to be looking to him. We can't just go out and say, well, you know, I got a formulated message. I'm going to put it together and I'm just going to use this every time. Um, it should be personal. You know, um, salvation is a very personal thing. And that aspect should be a part of how we witness to others. Um, and that's where the power comes from. And so we have to look to the Lord Jesus to see how it is that he wants us to execute this in whatever situation that we're in, whoever we're talking to, because there's not a formulaic type uh, response. Um, it's... It's something that requires faith and looking to the Lord Jesus for direction. Um, and, you know, we have the example of Jesus and how he addressed different groups to kind of help us to see that. He spoke openly against sin, but he was mindful as to how he addressed sinners. Um to the false teachers and religious leaders, he was very direct and explicit. John 8, 44, ye are of your father the devil. You know, he was very direct. 
to the crowds that followed him in curiosity, uh, he would say, you have heard it said, but I say unto you. Making corrections, planting in their minds the seed of correction. Uh, to the woman caught in adultery, who was being used to give an opportunity to the men who brought her before him to see what, you know, he was going to do. It was obviously a setup, and she was going to be the foil. Jesus turned the light of righteousness on them. When what did they do? Like roaches, they ran away, uh, and they left that woman with Jesus. Uh, and he asked her, you know, where are your accusers, woman? And she said, they're not here. And Jesus said, with love and grace in his voice, neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. In each situation, Jesus teaches us how to verbally resist or stand against sin. So it's important that we look to him and, and we're led as to how he wants us to verbally resist. And at times... We'll be silent. You know, it's sometimes he'll have us to be silent. Verse four, it says, ye have not resisted unto blood. A time may come that we may be called to resist unto blood. But by the statement of the writer, we can assume that that's rare. Um, if the day comes then you have entered into the highest of places in the service of God. Those people who are called to resist unto blood, that is the highest calling of resistance that a believer could be given. And uh, the book of the Acts details these occasions where this has happened. Uh, we definitely know about the Fox's uh, Book of Martyrs, and uh, I've never been able to read that book all the way through. Um, but it's definitely good to know, to see uh, the faith of others and how that they stand in the, and resist um, in the face of persecution. But we can go to the Book of the Acts and get details from the apostles and how they were beaten with instruments of cruelty. And Paul says in second Corinthians that of the Jewish leaders, he received 40 lashes five times just for being obedient to Christ. Um, and I don't have to go into details of these beatings, but the tools that they used, um, it was a whip called uh, cat of nine tails. And it was basically a whip, which, shards of glass in it that would not only, you know, whip you, but tear your uh, back open. And Paul says he experienced that uh, several times, you know, five times from these Jewish leaders just for witnessing for the Lord Jesus. Paul rejoiced that he was allowed to take those stripes uh, because they helped to fill up the requirement of Jesus Christ. You know, there's no joy in the lashes. You know, nobody's saying that. Um, that's brutal and it's painful. 
The joy is not in the resisting. The joy is in the stand for the Lord Jesus and the opportunity to play a part in the witness of his person and his grace. That's where we find joy. It says, ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. That's what the verse says in verse 4. To strive against sin involves taking a stand publicly and personally in opposition to sin. We as believers have a multi-front, a multi-front uh, battle. Uh, we have a testimony and a public, uh, visible stand against sin, as well as a personal and private stand against sin. That this sin that so easily besets us. So we have this multi-fronted battle that we face. Oftentimes we can be living our lives under wrong thinking or an unknown bias that leads us to doing or thinking in a way that's inconsistent with the word of God. This could happen. The way we overcome this is the study of his word. Jesus will expose the false and shine his light in our souls. Um, this will cause all the wrong to go away as we consider him. And with grace and loving kindness, he will instruct us, go sin no more. This is how it works. We are to strive against sin. This is the work that we've been given here on earth in our Christian lives. We must fight the fight that places us at odds with the natural current of the world and the flesh. Uh, we have the devil to contend with and his focus of fanning the fire of resistance to Jesus and all of those associated with him. That's definitely there. Striving, you know, this is uh, what we're called to do. This life we live is characterized by striving. The whole nature groans awaiting the curse of sin to be removed. That's what we've been doing. That's what we're told. All of nature is affected by this curse of sin. Um, we wear the whole armor of God. That's what we're instructed to do. We strive, each of us, on our own battlefront, right? Um, we ought to pray for ourselves, we ought to pray for others. This is the power that we have to kind of turn the tide. It's very important that we understand the significance of our prayer lives. Uh, pray for everyone. Be specific. Particularly those who God brings into your life to have contact with. Even if it's someone you don't know and it's such a casual encounter, pray for them. Because God has brought them into your life for a reason. And we have this ministry of prayer that can affect change in the world that we live in. And in us. You know. So pray for everyone. Be specific. We are believer priests. And this is part of our ministry to strive against sin. It's a very important role that we have that when I pray... 
And I pray for you and I pray for the body and I pray for people specifically. I am um, helping you, you know, in your life without you even knowing it. And you can do the same for me and others. That's a very important ministry that we have. And I want to encourage everyone to lean into our Believer Priest ministry uh, and pray. Does it seem like a lot? You know, do you feel as if the Lord is asking you to do things that maybe you're afraid of? To face some things that you're afraid of? Are you feeling that way? Well, conquer that fear by trusting him. Hold on to him and do what he's leading you to do. Um, he will provide for you in ways that your fear cannot perceive or understand. But your faith will learn from. I'm going to repeat that. He will provide for you in ways that your fear cannot understand, but your faith will learn from. Okay, and that's how we become stronger. That's how we grow in faith. We don't grow, we, we, we shrink in fear, but we grow in faith. So it's very important for us to lean into our trust and our faith and see how that the Lord is will use his grace to to uh, make us to grow. Remember that if you're standing for him and it appears that it's just you and Jesus, then you have the majority. When whoever's on the side of Jesus is on the side of the majority, no matter how it appears. You're going to always win. You're always going to win on the side of Jesus, no matter what you lose. Know that you're not alone. Be encouraged that Jesus has preserved many who are striving against sin. Uh, we are one body in Christ. And so we have a shared experience in Christ. We have a shared responsibility to strive and to do the work. And we're doing the work all over the world. There's people doing this work. They're doing it at night. They're doing it during the day as he leads us. So let's support each other in prayer. And if you have the opportunity financially, um, soon we'll be in a place where our striving is done. That's what the letter to the Hebrews tells us that we have, we've been called to this uh, glorious future. This glorious eternal state. And the striving will be done once we're there. Uh, and it'll all seem so small. All the things that we're experiencing right now will seem so small compared to what we have in Christ. What he has for us. Each one of us who are his. So be encouraged. And consider the Lord Jesus. And strive. Let's do the work. Let's get the work done while we have the opportunity to do it. And as we do this work, God is doing a work in us. And he is making us to grow in faith. And uh, there's nothing else that's more important than our faith, than our growth, 
in our service to him. And I pray that uh, all of us would, you know, take hold of this, um, these truths that are being presented here in the book of the Hebrews, and that they would encourage us to live a life that would be pleasing to him. Let's close. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your grace. I pray, Father, that you would uh, glorify yourself in all things, that you would give each of us the instruction, the encouragement, and uh, the grace to be able to strive, and that our striving would glorify you, that it would strengthen us, and it would um, cause us to be a blessing. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.